Porter's Week here on the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. Chip Patterson here. Kyle Porter right there coming off uh, Quail Hollow. We'll, we'll take a little bit of a look back. And then, of course, most of our attention will be on uh, what is going on at Ponte Vedra uh, with the players this weekend. So, Kyle, pretty good field. But there were so many points, especially earlier in the weekend, where outside of like Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, uh, Jason Day, obviously, spoiler alert, ended up being our winner. But <laughs> there were moments where I was looking at that leaderboard and I was like, "Eesh!" Like, was that a fair? Is that a fair uh, concern that maybe uh, it took it took it took the full four rounds to really shake out? I guess what was uh, the some of the best golfers in the world down at Quail Hollow. Yeah, I, I think that happens. You know, I, I think that I, I've always been intrigued by like, and I wish there was a way to do, there, there is a way to do one part of this experiment, but you, you wouldn't be able to do the, the second part of it, like to make tournaments three or five rounds, like to see who, who would win. Because I, I don't know if there's something magical about 72 holes or, or what it is, but it's, it's see, and we've talked about sort of like, this as it relates to the rhythm of a tournament. It seems like the, you know, the 72 holes is a good number for the best players in the world to kind of rise up. Like you usually have a good winner out of a good field after 72 holes. Not always true after 36, not always true after 54. You know, you saw uh, Peter Malnati leading after 36. You're like, oh, okay, is he the, is he the best guy in this field? Probably not. But I think there's something about that 72 hole period where, um, you know, the, the best guys like Jason Day rise to the top and end up winning the golf tournament. What do you, uh, as as you're looking at Day, what do you see from him that you really liked as we start to move it forward? I just I don't enjoy watching him play. Is that a hot take? That's not a hot take. Uh, but keep going though. Let me let me see. It, it's it's bored. I would say that. That take is bubbling. It's in. It's at a nice simmer, and if you were to let it keep going, it's going to burn the bottom of the pan. But let me let me hear more. Come on. Yeah, it, I, I don't. I don't know how to explain this without it coming off as really uh, shallow or just silly. But I, you look at him like the way he's built his body type he's obviously a, a big guy whereas his like storage his gear smaller and like here here's my thing so he's the best putter on the pga tour really over the last three to five years and and definitely this year he's currently having literally the best strokes gain putting season of all time uh topping only his season back in 2000 what was that uh 15 16 15 or 16 when he had the best, he had the best putting season in the strokes gained era. And I don't look at him and think, man, that guy looks like a great putter. Like the way he, he, he walks her like, and this is, I, I don't like Jason day is a super nice guy. I don't mean this as a, a, I don't mean this against him personally anyway, but the way he walks around with his chest out and kind of, kind of always, <laughs> always, always flexed. Like, I think like, wow, I bet that guy hits the ball a long way, which he does, but he also has this great touch around the greens and, and with the putter and it just, it doesn't like add up in my head. And I, and and I don't know why that is. Do you feel, uh, how about this? Do you feel the same way about Brooks Kepka? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. But Brooks, Brooks Kepka is not like the best putter in the world. No. Like, like I don't, I don't understand. And again, like you can, 
you can be a great putter and look like, you know, Joel Embiid. Like it, it doesn't have anything to, but it just, in my head, it doesn't add up. Like I look at Luke Donald and I'm like, I bet that guy's a great putter. And he is. Do you know I what this, at, do you know what you sound like right now? You sound what? like NFL teams talking about uh, Josh Allen looks like a quarterback. I know. I know. I do. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not good, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm like searching for theories. Like I, I'm, I'm sort of like trying to play out out loud these theories I have for why I don't enjoy watching Jason Day play golf. And that's my, that's my latest one that I have for you is that he doesn't look like one of the best putters <laughs> on tour. I know it's crazy, right? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's silly. And, and I also get like, he didn't hit the ball very well last week. No, I especially mean, for, on Sunday. He would, I mean, the, yeah. if, if he hadn't established such a, a good lead on the rest of the pack, then those, wasn't it back-to-back bogeys on like yeah, 14 or 13 and 14, 13 and 14. Yeah. If yeah. then those back-to-back bogeys all of a sudden like totally changed the golf tournament, but he's, you know, he, he got, he, he got back before uh, finishing his way in and, you know, wins the golf tournament. But I, that's, uh, I don't know, man. It was no one was playing great is what it felt like. It felt like yeah. especially among our stars, no one like yeah, there were some there's some pretty good scores out there, uh but no one was really stringing together like 18 really good holes uh, among your like McElroy Fowler, Mickelson, like the other suit, no one other than Jason Day it felt like was was in great shape uh, at any point during the week. Yeah, and, and I think I think me saying day didn't hit the ball that well. Cause I'm about to make the point that tiger did hit the ball that well. And they finished back to back like eighth and ninth and strokes gain T to green. So it's a little, it's a little bit of an unfair point, but specifically on Sunday, I mean, he admitted it like he was all over the yard and he yeah. just kind of got saved by his putter, which good for him. I hey, mean, he, he had some, his, he, go ahead. Well, just, he has every facet, you know, you, you look at, Rory or um, Justin Thomas to an extent, DJ, and you're like, well, if their putting's on, they'll win. And with with Day, it's like his putting's kind of always on. Like this is kind of just who he is. And his strokes gained approach is not very good this year. Like it's outside the top, I think 100 or 150. So that's concerning. But he still won twice. And if you're that good of a putter, it, it just, I don't know, it kind of covers up a lot of different things. Do you know why else you might not like him? Is because we have to spend a lot of time with Jason Day measuring up some sort of punch out that the camera is going to look way more in, intense and difficult <laughs> than it might be. Like, I think that Jason Day puts extra money in the cameraman's pocket to like stand low and behind him to make it like more dramatic or make it seem like there's more trees in the way than there really is. Because there was like what, maybe five times on Sunday where his second shot was coming from pine straw or the trees or like the edge of a sprinkler head or something. Yeah. And that's the thing. He hit 41 greens, which is not good. Right. And I I guess I just look at, at these guys and you're like, like I, I want a great ball striker who had a great week striking the ball to win to win a golf tournament. And when somebody like Day, who I know is a great ball striker, doesn't, it just it doesn't feel like he. This is a terrible word. It doesn't feel like he deserved to win the tournament. But I, I, I know, I know. It, it's I'm saying absurd things. But he's also like I. 
I think I just forget how good of a putter he actually is. Like he is an absurdly good putter. Uh, and that's why he's got two wins and seven starts so far in 2018. Well, just like, you know, LeBron won when Draymond was suspended. Uh, I guess <laughs> it makes sense that his boy, Jason Day, uh, would be able to to pull out a W. Is there any uh, any any looking at the – because he's, he's won the players mm-hmm. 16, I guess? Yeah, sixteen. Uh, who's is he the uh, the the player to beat? Do you do you accelerate him or move him up any further than you might have going into this week? I would say yes, but again, the strokes gained on approach shots, and and, and I think that it's it's so hard because you're you know I think Quail Hollow is a place that you're like wow if you're not striking it pretty well that's going to be a pretty penal track, and but it it wasn't like he, you know, he, he, he struck it, I guess good, but it it wasn't like elite ball striking. And and some of this gets skewed by, um, how good he is at putting. And so like some of like, it's like, he's so good at putting that the rest of what he does, if it's not, if it's not at an elite level, you're like, well, he wasn't that great at, at approach shots where he, he, he might've just been like average, but it seems like it wasn't that great. But all that to say, Based on what I've seen from him so far this year, I I don't think he should be or is the favorite. Like, I, I'm really – I don't know if you can tell. I'm really, like, struggling with what to make of everything that Jason Day has done this year because based on – if you look at his statistics alone, like, he shouldn't have won twice, but he has, and he's also won at this course, and he's incredibly confident right now. So I don't totally know what to make of all of it. He, he is one of the co-favorites along with Rory uh, Spieth and, and Justin Thomas – um, so I, I think he's up there. I, I just I don't go into this week th- like thinking that there is a a guy. Like we went into the Masters, or I went into the Masters saying Spieth's the guy. I don't care about the rest of the year. This is Augusta. This is what he's done there. And because so many different guys win the Players Championship, I don't go into TPC, TPC Sawgrass week, especially this year, thinking, man, this is the guy to beat. It just seems like there's a bunch of guys at the top that could win. Uh, or that could miss the cut. So that I think that's kind of the interesting part out of uh, playing a, a player's championship. I loved uh, Tiger's post-round uh, comments with CBS. He talked about how TPC Sawgrass, when you're on, can play really easy. And yeah. I, th- I thought that was really cool, insightful. It made me excited about uh, what we could see from – you know, some a lot of these players you mentioned, Rory, JT, guys who just their heaters are incredible. Um, I I don't know. Do what you let's let's start with Tiger. What what word we think at Quail Hollow? Um, what is a realistic expectation going into Sawgrass? My expectations for him haven't changed for about the last six weeks. It's to contend and win. I mean that that's how. So I, I'm I I'm look- lower than you. Because I'm, I was, I was, uh, I told, I, I'm with where I don't know. You and I either said it offline or at the end of a podcast last week. It's like, well, I think there's going to be a couple of birdies, and I think there's going to be a couple of bogeys. I think he'll make the cut, and I think he'll probably be around even par. And what did what did he finish? Like one, like uh, two, two over, over. three yeah. over, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Were, there were a couple of birdies. There were a couple of bogeys. He made the <laughs> cut somewhere around even par. Here's the thing, Chip. He is okay. So we talked about we we talked about this with Phil. If you're average off the tee, you're gonna contend. 
and and I think I said or or one of us said the same about Tiger at some point this year. He is almost exactly average off the tee right now. He's point zero zero two strokes gain per round. That is like the middle of the PGA Tour, like almost almost on the number. Um, and he is eleventh. He's eleventh top top twelve top eleven on the PGA Tour in strokes gain approaching the green. Those are the guys that traditionally win the Players Championship because, and and I love courses like this. I, I'm not an architecture geek. Like you need to talk to Andy over at the Fried Egg or Jeff Shackelford or, or somebody like that. But I love courses that, if you're striking it really well, you can shoot a 65, and if you're not, you can shoot like an 82. Yeah. And we don't get a ton of courses like that. Why is that? Like, what's the what? Why? Why do you think that is? Because the that was the other thing. Going back to Tiger's comments is, you know, he it's it's not unique at all to Sawgrass, but the idea that there are good misses and you just need to know the the one good place to miss. I mean, there are a lot of courses. Is is that a part of it? Like, what's what about like why don't we see more courses that have that feature uh, on the tour? That's a good question. You, you, I don't know that I'm the person to answer it. The, the first answer that comes to mind is just that when you have these really uh, thin margins for error, if you're if you're on like like think about even um, I don't know the last the last three holes at Sawgrass. Like you play you play the par five, the sixteenth. You play obviously the seventeenth and the eighteenth. There's water all over the place. But if you're if you're if you're playing it off the water, like if you're hitting a a fade like a, a a high fade in a 16, if you are able to draw it into 17, depending on where the the pin is, or I guess like Sunday pin, you'd hit a fade, uh, and then if you're able to play it off the water on 18, you can be in position at all those holes to make uh, birdie or or on 16 eagle. But five feet to the left, ten feet to the right all of a sudden you you could play those holes in five over. Yeah. And, 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 and we saw this in, uh, when did Ricky win it? 15, 2015. He got a bounce. People don't, people don't remember this. Uh, <laughs> he got a bounce on the 16th hole in regulation. I think he ended up making Eagle there that just as easily could have, it could have gone in the water. Like if you go back and look at it, you're like, "Whoa, that was that was a weird bounce." And then he ends up making. I think he made eagle. Okay, so either is, made Bert. Is some of this as simple as there's just a lot of water? There's just a lot of penalty strokes out there. <laughs> like, is is all of this talk actually going to boil down to the fact that uh, it's a really tough course? It's beautiful, and there's just a lot of hazard strokes out there. I mean, to a simple-minded architecture person like myself, yes, <laughs> yeah. the answer is yes. <laughs> but to somebody who's more nuanced in architecture, I, I don't know that that's the the simplistic answer. Right. Um, so what is that? Is that probably what goes back to the genesis of, of Tiger's comments? Just like if you're on, like if you know, if you know uh, exactly how to avoid all the trouble, you can go out there and shoot a 65. Everything looks easy. Everything becomes easy. So do you think that's sort of where he was coming from with that? Yeah, I think so. And and just his his knowledge of you know where I mean he's talking about like 15-year-old knowledge. Just this goes back to like 
I, I heard somebody talking the other day about how I think it might have been uh, Simmons talking about how LeBron is a basketball genius. Like he sees things that other even professionals, great professionals don't see. And I think that Tiger remembers things that other professionals don't remember. And maybe that's all played up and like not, maybe he just says like ridiculous things like 15 years ago, this grain went this way and now it goes this way. I, I don't know if any of that's real, but I, it feels like there's something there. And so if he has the ability to control the ball, like he's controlling it right now, top 11 on the PGA Tour in, in strokes gained on approach shots, then I just feel like he he knows where to put it. If he has to bail out or he has a bad angle or he's not where he'd like to be in the fairway, then he knows where to put it to where he can get up and down for par and, and move on. You know, And, and so uh, I think that aspect of the last part of his career is going to be fascinating. It's already been fascinating. And, and I think that you know, he doesn't have the athleticism or the, he, he doesn't compress it quite like he used to. Um, but when you combine the way he's hitting it, which is, which is really good with his knowledge, yeah, I think he could win a lot over the next few years, as long as he stays healthy. Um, two things. Number one, I want to thank you because now, uh, I get to write in the headline for this podcast, uh, players preview expect tiger to contend and win. Because now then that's that's what you just said, uh, and now and uh, that'll that'll be great for us. Number two, I don't think Tiger's messing with us, and I do think that he is earnestly having these memories. But wouldn't it be funny if it was like your dad's memory, or you know, just so <laughs> like, um, not exactly, but we're just gonna let it slide, you know. It's like the the way the stories are being told by granddad or your uncle or an aunt, think, you know, those those sorts of things. I think you're talking about Phil now. Yeah, Phil's Phil's the one who's like, <laughs> I mean, absolutely, man. If you just go back to uh, the way the wind was blowing, 15 miles an hour, south by southwest, coming in from the water. Yeah, <laughs> he just starts making up. Uh, he starts making up weather impacts on his old tournament wins. Phil is definitely going to do that as he continues to age. Oh yeah. He's probably already doing it. Um, Phil had one of my favorite quotes ever at this course a couple of years ago. He said, you missed the cut by like a lot. I, I, I think it was two or three years ago. And he said, he gets, he gets to his, his little media thing and he goes, guys, I have no idea how I ever won on this course. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. Like, it, and he went on to like pump up his win, which had been like seven years pr prior. And so he figured out how, I think he shot like 75, 77. And then all of a sudden he's talking about like how good he played seven years ago. And you're like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> so we got uh, Siwoo last year, Jason, Day, Jason Day in 16, Fowler in 15. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Keimer before him, and then La Tigre, uh, 2013 winner. What do you, before we get it, get dig into the expert picks, Siwoo was the winner when you were there last year. Was that your first time on the course? It was. And any, any, I was going to say, but any, any takeaways or like what you learned that fans watching at home might not be able to see or what stood out to you? 
Yeah, I said I think I said this on HQ the other day, but shout out to HQ by the way. But CBS Sports HQ, the twenty four seven streaming <laughs> network, available on all connected devices. Proceed. <laughs> My kids enjoy watching me, and I think I've said this before on this podcast. My kids enjoy watching it in the house while I'm out in my shed doing my my hit. But um, the 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 way that 16 and 17 and 18 are set up, I didn't realize how compressed it is back in sort of this corner of the course. And so you you are on the 16th green, the par five, and you're like right next to. I mean, you have to walk a little bit, but. It's all like the, there's sort of a um, half circle of stands built around the entire thing. Like it all, it, it um, it the stands almost encompass, or the suites or whatever they are, almost encompass the whole 16 green and 17 tee box. And I did not pick that up for whatever reason. I, I get, I just didn't realize how like c- compact it was back there. And so you get to, you hit your sh- second shot into 16 or third shot or whatever you're hitting. The next 15 minutes are, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like it is, it's just nuts. Cause you're putting, you might be chipping, you might be, you might make an Eagle. You might walk to 17 with a ton of pressure on you. And then you walk under this uh, stadium to the 18th tee and you can kind of breathe again. Cause you're out of that whole madness. So that, that was my biggest takeaway. And, and just, I mean, just how you have to work the ball both ways on the course. I mean, people will just talk about that a ton during Players Week, but I remember watching Kyle Stanley on the back nine there, one of the better ball strikers on the tour, and just his ability to to go both ways and and uh, it, it's just it's it's fun. It's really fun to watch those guys uh, do what they're not asked to do a lot, and that's be creative and go left and go right and hit fades and hit draws and. Uh, that's why I think you see such great ball strikers when win the tournament. All right, so who's your pick to win? I got JT. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sort of feels like he's flying under the radar right now. Uh, maybe that goes back to I feel like everybody's flying under the radar. I'm not good. Uh, I'm not going to say that's a problem yet. I am still very concerned about your Josh Allen uh, treatment of Jason Day, but I know we'll we'll, I, I, we'll get back to that later in the season. A, it, it's unfair to Jason Day. I, I fully admit that. I'm just trying to to wrestle with these these internal things that I'm feeling. But um, yeah, I got JT. He shot a. I've got it here. Final round in 2016. He shoots a 65 in the final round mm. and finishes T3, five back of of Day. He never really had a shot, but that was awesome. And um, I don't know. Uh, he's he, he has a flair for the dramatic. I think we've seen that over the years. And so I like that he has a chance to become number one if he wins. Like that's a scenario I could see playing out. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, you've gotten just so many different winners at this course. Uh, nobody's repeated. You've only had a few guys uh, win multiples. So it, it just, I don't know. You, you're just kind of throwing the best 10 or 15 guys out there and picking one of them that you think's going to have a good week. And, and so he's my guy this week. I'll go with Dustin Johnson. I think. He hadn't had a, not a great history here. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not terrible, but just nothing, nothing special. 18 to 1 feels like value for Dustin Johnson 
I, or yeah. how about this? As much value as we've gotten for Dustin Johnson in a long time. Yeah, it is. It is for sure. Mm, interesting. Or John Rom. Yeah, Rom. Rom. I, I saw somebody say this. Rom is going to be awesome here because he works it both ways as good as as well as anybody. But he's also going to get just he's going to go like incredible hulk oh he's he's going to be a maniac this is this is going to be incredible viewing we need a rom cam a hundred percent our old buddy robbie calland like he he'll he'll just start texting away whenever rom's engine starts running hot she's like "Ooh, rom's running a little hot right now like a it's almost like an alert get to your screen rom's full rom rom meltdown it's either going to go one way or the other this is going to be fantastic or fantastically terrible. <laughs> uh, my top 10, by the way, is is Rory. Rory. Mm. Big shocker there. Uh, four of his last five appearances here have been top 12. I, I, I think the players in Augusta are sort of similar for him to where you're like, like I looked that stat up that four of his last five, he's finished in the top 12. And I was like, really? Has he? Because I don't, I don't ever remember. I've I've been covering. This will be my six players to cover, either at home or from the from the course, and I never remember being like, oh wow, Rory's in, he's in the mix, and I maybe that's just his mo at those two tournaments. Um, but I I've never I've never felt that. I, I think I saw Justin Ray tweet that he's got like the best score to par over the last five years of anybody at this tournament. Which I guess if you're finishing in the top twelve four times, you would you would kind of have to. But I don't know. He's never put it together for for a single week. Um, so I, I think this would be a huge. We talk about Augusta, Augusta, Augusta so much with him, but winning the players that's a that's a big thing on your resume. You know, he, he's. Uh, I don't know. It'd be a it'd be a big notch for him. He's got uh, he he's got the the kind of profile of. Uh, a sports team that has a lot of like great, like a, I've been, I've been starting to dig back into college football because it's may, right? That's what normal human <laughs> beings do, but it's like, he's, he's got a lot of 10 and two or 10 and three, right? Like performances. Ones where he's you're Oklahoma like, state. Oh man. I, you said it. Not me. Like, like <laughs> you're like, Oh yeah. Rory, Rory was great here in, in 2015. Just, didn't win Bedlam and lost to Kansas State. Well, isn't that the thing though? Like, would you rather be Oklahoma State or would you rather be, um, I don't know, a, t- uh, a team that goes thirteen and zero one year, but then goes like seven and six the other four? I don't know. Ask Notre Dame. Is there you go? <laughs> like, that seems pretty yeah. maddening, but yeah, keep so, Brian like, Kelly I there. Mean, w- golfers talk about that a lot. Like I, I think I saw Justin Thomas say this in golf digest one time. It's like, he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he said these exact words, so don't quote me, but his posture was, I don't care if I miss cuts as long as the other weeks I'm winning, you yeah. know? And so it's like, you don't like, they don't, those guys don't, they don't care if they top 10. It's all about, it's all about wins and it's all about putting yourself in position to win on, on a Sunday, especially and, and so, like if you're Rory McIlroy, don't you think that you're looking at all those great finishes and best score to pars, not as I'm great, but as disappointments. Yes. Yeah. Especially for him. Yeah. Totally. Oh, and so he'd man. rather like if, if the next 10 years he missed nine cuts at Augusta, 
who cares as long as he wins the 10th one. Yeah, forget all these top fives and top tens. Yeah, wow. Which is weird because that's all. That's only true of, I don't know, tw- 20 guys on the PGA Tour, 15 guys. The other guys, like Peter Malnati, if he top tens at, at the Players' Championship, it's like, wow. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. That's a, it's a, it, it is a big deal. I mean, I'm not saying it's not. It's just, it, it's so interesting to me how different finishes for different guys say different things and and i guess that's just a function of players being better than other players but it's kind of this it's kind of a weird thing that you maybe don't get in other sports yeah what's your uh who's your sleeper Uh, i mentioned him earlier kyle stanley he's a hundred to one he's not had a great year but he did finish top 15 at quail hollow last week and i just he was he was in the mix last year here. I loved following him around and and watching him and and seeing him hit the ball. Uh, so yeah, Kyle Stanley. I I don't like. There's a scenario I could see. I, I always when I'm picking a sleeper, I like to like in my head. Can I envision this happening? Uh, and like so, not to pick on Peter Malnati. I can't envision. I don't even know if he's in the field. But Peter Malnati winning the Players Championship on a Sunday. Right. I can sort of. I can sort of envision Kyle Stanley going uh, birdie par birdie to win the Players uh, on on Sunday afternoon. Mm. Uh, and let's see. What'd you say for Tiger? Um, let's see. I think Tiger Woods is definitely going to contend and win. Signed, Kyle Porter. <laughs> Stanley shot a 75 last year to finish T4, by the way, on Sunday. Well, I didn't make putts. I'm, I <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm going to get a Tiger Woods down by the end of the season because he's, he's, that was more Barack Obama, I think. A little bit. <laughs> well, so, and there's a lot of people who have better Tiger Woods impressions, certainly now, and fantastic Tiger Woods impressions, but I'm, I'm a nut. I, I listen to him the way that I listen to Nick Saban. Like I understand uh, intellectually that 40% of the stuff that's coming out of his mouth is just word salad, you know? Yeah. But just buzzwords. Yeah. Just buzzwords. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just letting the robot assemble <laughs> the algorithm based sentences. But I do think that every now and then you get some good gems from those guys. And so I, I, t- yeah, I like tuning in. They come at unexpected times, right? Yeah. I absolutely. A hundred percent. Like the like the, the the algorithm broke and they and you got something, yeah. Uh, I, the, he he pulled a uh, he pulled a read last week. I don't know if you were watching this, but uh, he he said I could have been. What did he say? Uh, I could have been seven or eight under on the back nine. I I left like seven or eight out there. That was after he just said he didn't putt well. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but he, okay. So, and, and this is a good example of like what you do on other parts of the course affecting the way we view one part of your game. He putted terribly. He was 72nd out of 75 in putting last week. And so to me, like looking at his numbers, I'm like, okay, forget that. Wow. He had a really good ball striking week. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm using his putting as background for looking at his ball striking. And then I flip it with Jason day and I say, wow, he putted really well, but look at his ball striking, even though they finish almost exactly the same in terms of ball striking. So that's probably unfair to both guys, but um, 
I don't know. I, I just feel like the way the Tiger's hitting it right now, if he puts it all, that that he'll contend and potentially. I, I I don't really think he'll win this week, but I do think he can and and probably will contend just because I don't think Tiger's going to have back to back weeks in which he puts that badly. Kyle, I need you to say he's going to win for the headline. I need you to say it. <laughs> we're, we're we're going. We're we're trying to branch out and get new audiences, man. The hotter the take is, like. Like I can, I, the the loyal listeners are really gonna like your your hot Jason Day takes, but if we're attracting new audiences, we're just, yeah. gonna, we're just gonna ride with Tiger. Kyle picks Tiger Woods to definitely win the Players Championship. I I did almost pick him this week just just for the th- theater of it for the th- for the thrill just to yeah yeah that's like mm, like we've got our we've got our coach rankings going out this week. Oh yeah. boy, the second that thing hits publish, you just. You just ready yourself. <laughs> yeah. All right. He is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Uh, we'll be we'll be grinding away at the players this week. I'll be with you Thursday and Saturday for sure. So yeah, man, I'm I'm excited about it. I I think that you know it's a little overcooked. I think I wrote that the, the tournament and the 17th hole, but. It, it is it is fun and it's fun to have a a big time tournament post masters and uh, yeah I'm ready to lock in and uh, see those see those groups play out and uh, see who we get as our next maybe see we maybe see Wu goes back to back if that see Wu and his uh and his visible um suntan lotion streaks on his face see <laughs> Wu is amazing underrated. If, uh, if if JT does win or start to look like he's going to win, I'm going to have to get the Kyle Porter sc- screenshot background out. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, because that was at the players, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, you're talking, about, you're talking about on the 18th hole last year. Yeah, on the, JT on the 18th hole when he tosses yeah. his club after the shot and yes. your face in the background is like, <gasps> like you could make an emoji – uh, a facial emoji of your reaction in the back of that shot. So I was standing next to uh, Chris Solomon, no line up, and I think I think uh, Thomas hit it in the water, maybe from the middle of the fairway on 18. Yes. And I just I looked at at uh, Solly like I, like he had just farted for like 10 seconds, and I was just starting to smell it. I mean, I was just disgusted. It was like, it was a stank face for sure. <laughs> That was that was uh, that might have been the highlight from last year in Siwoo's thrilling thrilling victory. Thrilling. All right, uh, sounds good. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Catch up with y'all next week after the play. Okay, Chip. See you.